0: Welcome to this week's podcast, taking a look at one of the only certainties in life, death. It's a topic of much metaphysical debate, and discussion about death may also bring in questions about the meaning of life. Its place in medicine is certainly an interesting one. The very enterprise of medicine is to diagnose, treat, and prevent disease, the vast majority of the time, in a bid to delay death. Doctors have often struggled to recognise the limits of medicine in how far this is appropriate. Today's episode takes a look at scientific mechanisms behind predominant causes of death before going on to the ethically murky area of the place of death in medicine. I'm delighted to have a special guest with me, Lauren, who is also at Year 13, wishing to study medicine.
1: Following heart disease and cancer, stroke is the third most common cause of death in the UK. A stroke is a deficit in neurological function that lasts longer than 24 hours and is caused by a decrease or cessation in blood flow to a certain area of the brain. Ischemia to the brain can be caused by blockages, which are caused by atheroma formation. The atheroma may fully occlude the artery, or an embolus may block an artery that has already been narrowed by atherosclerosis. The decrease in blood flow may also be caused by a haemorrhage, where the wall of an artery that has been under high pressure splits, allowing the arterial blood to flow into the intracerebral space, meaning the brain is deprived of its indispensable blood supply. When the brain is deprived of its blood supply, it is therefore deprived of oxygen and glucose, preventing the derivation of energy from the breakdown of glucose into carbon dioxide and water using oxygen. Without energy, neurons cannot perform their normal functions and therefore die or infarction occurs. The effects of a stroke depend on where in the brain the infarction has occurred. Ischemia stemming from the middle cerebral artery may cause an infarction in an area of the brain that houses the sensory tissue necessary for hearing causing permanent disability and hearing loss. Whereas ischemia stemming from the carotid artery may cause infarction in the brain stem which as one of its many roles controls breathing So such an infarction may kill the cells responsible for controlling breathing, meaning the patient loses the capability to breathe, and so the stroke proves fatal. Of the millions of stroke cases reported each year, a third of all patients will be unaffected, a third will live with a permanent disability, and a third will die because of the stroke. Strokes can be fatal, but if caught and checked quickly and appropriately by a doctor, the effects can often be completely reversed. If you think someone is having a stroke, use the acronym FAST. F. Face. Is one side of their face drooping? A. Arms. Are they having difficulty lifting both arms above their head? S. Speech. Are they slurring their speech? T. Time. If the answers to those questions are yes, it's time to call an ambulance. The one process that no human can avoid is senescence. Or the harsh process of aging. However, no one dies of old age alone. We hear of many people dying of natural causes, but this is a very ambiguous term. The term natural causes describes any death caused by internal factors alone, such as a disease or medical condition, as opposed to external factors, such as trauma. We usually hear of the elderly dying of natural causes and this is simply because aged bodies are not as strong as young bodies. Cells do not regenerate as frequently in older bodies and thus it is much more difficult for an old person to fight off a disease or virus which explains why contracting pneumonia is much more dangerous for older people. There are two theories around ageing. Some scientists believe that over time Our cells, and therefore tissues and organs, become damaged. This theory would suggest that it is what we do during our lives, how often we exercise and what we eat, for example, that play a large role in determining our lifespan. The other theory is based upon predetermination. This is the idea that, from birth, our lifespan is determined by genetic factors, and so the environment will not have a large impact on our overall health, as it is already determined. There is evidence for and against each of the two theories. We know that many factors, such as smoking and exposure to UV radiation, increase the risk of developing certain types of cancers. And this idea directly supports the first theory whilst directly contradicting the genetic theory. However, we can also take a sample of clone cells and monitor the rate at which they grow, divide and die, and see that after a while, These cells stop dividing and begin to die, which supports the idea of a predetermined lifespan. Another interesting piece of research into the ageing process is the research into the disease progeria. Progeria is a rare genetic condition that causes a child's body to age prematurely, meaning that a child with progeria is unlikely to live beyond 20. An increased production of the protein progerin may be the cause of progeria, And if this is the case, progerin may play a huge role in the ageing process. But this research is still in its early days. As of yet, we cannot fully explain ageing and the process behind it, and so we cannot yet prevent the process of senescence from occurring. However, as our understanding of medicine progresses, our average lifespan as humans is constantly increasing. Some people do not think that it is ethical to keep people alive indefinitely. As this would mean keeping people alive when they are fighting illnesses and possibly in agonising pain. We cannot yet prevent nor reverse the ageing process nor can we negate the side effects of the process. So should we be aiming to keep people alive for as long as possible? It is up to you to form your own opinion.
0: Well those are just two of the multitude of causes of death including cancer which was covered last time. There are a big changed from the days of 100 years ago, where squalid conditions and a poor understanding of sanitation meant that communicable diseases were a leading cause of death. With this, there has had to be a shift in the way we in which we treat the population and think about death. Diseases that increase in prevalence with age and ageing itself do not have a defined cure, but are instead managed with the armory of medication and the fancy equipment that we have. At times, medicine has not been able to deal with its own rapid development. The idea of the just-in-case test meant that in the later years of the 20th century, patients were subjected to needless, expensive investigations, and any very slight abnormality was seen as a reason to start questionable treatment. With regards to death, the emergence of palliative care is also an example of how medicine has changed when dealing with death. While very initially it was seen as a failure to allow a patient to die, palliative care has become an integral part of modern medicine. Patients can choose to die pain-free and with dignity. Age, as mentioned earlier on, is perhaps one of the most important factors in diseases later on in life. Some truly heartbreaking conditions are becoming more and more common, including dementia and ALS in the elderly. It is absolutely vital that quality of life is preserved for these patients, and, improve, uh, and in improving these people's lives, it can be important to think about death. Next week's episode marks a change to degenerative disorders, so make sure to join us.